just close down Safari. Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the podcast. Fancy managers, welcome back to the FPL Addict Live weekly video cast and podcast. The international break is over, and with it, club football returns to once again ruin our weekends after a great international break from England, which all of us, except Statman Dave, is absolutely loving. A bit of a shorter one today, but hopefully, we can fill it with a bit of good FPL advice for your game week 30 and beyond. We'll introduce our guests right from the off, and we'll start. With the returning man himself, the returning stat man, the return of the hero. It is that man. Dave, how are you, mate? Thanks, Ellie. Going well. Long time between drinks for you in this podcast. It's been a very long while, I think. <laughs> it has. I've been working hard for the money, and uh, you guys keep wanting to record it during work hours, so it makes it a bit hard. <laughs> but you're back now, though, plugging away in draft, which I'm sure we might have a little gloss over later since you're here and now we've got the two regulars alongside us matt day is sunning himself off in perth so he's got a little video section on its way but we've got jack gillibrand from esports live to supplement i'm sure he can do a little draft guru section maybe on instead just so we can get some good fpl advice in there but jack how are you tracking mate all good yeah doing well and uh, good to have statman dave back on he's uh went on a bit of a sabbatical i think for the last 15 game weeks and uh, did his research and he's been climbing up the ladder so good to have you on dave keen to hear your thoughts yeah best be good advice if you've had that long to prepare it but <laughs> i suppose we'll see in the coming half an hour or so if the research has been put to good use and of course we've got the right hand man from the esports live commentary box it's elliot craig elliot are you looking forward to football this weekend and the return of fpl Absolutely not, mate. I've uh, never, never loved the international break more than this week. But um, yeah, excited for uh, Newcastle to ruin my weekends once again. You know, it's a, it's a tradition this season, it's a tradition my whole life. So uh, excited to get back into that one, mate. I mean, Newcastle are playing Tottenham this weekend, which I'm sure we're going to get to. We're going to run through the fixtures in a moment. So perhaps a little bit of respite for you, considering Matt isn't here to... Uh, Absolutely rib you about it, but I'm sure we'll be back next week when you lose 5-0. But we'll have to see if that, of course, eventuates. Um, but we will move on to the fixtures. We'll discuss each fixture and we'll pluck an FPL asset or two from each game. Starting, of course, the deadline is at 10pm over here in Melbourne, Saturday night, as usual. And the game week starts with Chelsea hosting West Bromwich Albion at Stamford Bridge. So if we're looking for assets there, lads, I'm sure we're going to Chelsea rather than West Brom. Um, I think one of the best assets for uh, for West Brom in Conor Gallagher will be ineligible to play this game if we bring up the share screen. There we go. All the fixtures are up there, and uh, we'll we'll go to we'll go to Chelsea. I reckon. I think Mason Mount for me is the asset. Did well for England over the international break, and I think he's my choice if we're looking for FPL assets. Jack, we'll throw this one over to you then. Who do you reckon from the uh, opening game of the game week should we be looking towards? Oh, can I not have Mason Mount? I mean, you can, but we'll throw, some, throw someone else in there. Throw someone else um, in 
Oh God, Chelsea. Um, I think obviously defen- def- defensively they've been obviously great, haven't they? I think what is it nine or ten clean sheets they've had under uh, Tuchel, I think, or whatever he's called these days. Um, so I think he's been here what 10, 12 games, eight to ten clean sheets. So if you if you want to back a you know if you're not having Mason Mount, then defensive assets are obviously going to be good in there. Um, let's go. What who, who do I like in there? Who's been consistent? Um, Rudiger has been playing it as well, hasn't he? Alonso has been bombing on forward, but he's been rotating a bit with Chilwell. Um, take a defensive asset. You you choose. You choose one, guys. Definitely a defensive asset then, if not Mount. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think personally yeah. for me, it would, you know, Christensen, Rudiger or Azpilicueta are probably the three that are probably yeah. more than likely nailed on to start. The fullbacks can often be quite shaky, but we know he likes to play the three at the back and, you know, usually all three of them go up for set pieces and they've been in good form recently. So I think any of those picks, the cheaper of the bunch, I think is Rudiger. So he'd probably be my pick. Yeah, Rudy's in my team actually. That's why why I came to mind. But um, you know, I think he's they've been really solid, haven't they? And they've looked they've looked he's looked a lot better since he came back into the team after Lampard. He wasn't uh, he wasn't too much of a fan of him, was he? No, he wasn't. But uh, definitely, I think food for thought in terms of the Blues. Definitely some defensive assets you can look towards because they have been very very solid under Thomas Tuchel. Will that continue? I'd say probably. I think Chelsea are probably nailed on to win there and keep a clean sheet. So there's definitely a lot of players for Chelsea that you can look towards. So the one o'clock game there, as you can see on the screen, Leeds against Sheffield United. A bit of a Yorkshire derby going on here. Haven't had too many of those in the Premier League recent history, but we've got one here. Elliot, to throw over to you, can I have one from each side who you think might return in this FPL, or in this clash rather? If I'm not mistaken, I think... Uh, um... At Bramall Lane, it was 1-0 earlier on in the season. Patrick Bamford with a late-headed goal, I think. So I would go with Bamford from Leeds if he's fit to play. I'm pretty sure he is. He's had weeks rest now. Didn't uh, do anything internationally. He's been training. So he would be mine from Leeds. And then from Sheffield United. Oh, God, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, oh, I'd probably, probably go with someone like McGoldrick or McBurney. I'll go with McGoldrick because he's usually the one among the goals. But don't. Take Sheffield United assets, go with the Leeds assets. Maybe, maybe in drafts you might look for one if you're looking to rocket up your mini leagues. There might be some draft assets on the uh, on the pile that you can, can maybe go towards. I'd say probably McGoldrick for me is probably yeah. the one if you're looking for Leeds, but I wouldn't go there uh, for Sheffield United, but I probably wouldn't go for the away side. Dave, we'll move over to you for the next one. The biggest game probably on paper at the moment, Leicester and Manchester City, two top four sides going forward for the rest of the season. Who do you reckon uh, will be the best assets for there? And I guess what we could call the Riyad Mahrez derby, if you will, between the Foxes and the Citizens. Who are you looking for? Oh, um, that's a struggle this week, actually. I don't know, maybe a, a Mahrez or Gundogan's have been a bit out of form the last few weeks, so maybe not Gundogan, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe Mahrez. I suppose you have got a lot to pick from. You've got an absolute heap to pick from from both sides. So, what about, um, what about the Aguero farewell tour? I, I, that's, that's sad, that, because he's one of the Premier League icons. Obviously, one that I know me and Elliot have, have grown up with. He's been there, what, since 2011? Yeah. So, it's, it's one of the best players that we've ever seen play in the Premier League. Ten years. Obviously, the game against QPR, obviously, we all know. Synonymous. So it's going to be sad to see Jack, him go. Jack knows that one more than anyone, I think, Collie. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm not a fan of him because of that. However, he's you know, a world-class player. I wonder if he's he's a hot 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 property for uh, these last final games. Or do you not think he'll play much? I hope I he think does. He'll play a bit. I think mm. he'll play a bit. So he might be one to look for. Uh, might chip in with a few goals here and there. Obviously, we know what Aguero is about over the last 10 years. He, When he gets in front of goal, he usually scores. So if he gets out on the park for, uh, for Manchester City, he'll probably find the back of the net. So he might be one to look for as an outside shout. Um, but we'll have to wait and see there. If the Leicester Manchester City game, though, isn't the biggest on paper, you've got a fair argument to say the next one down is Arsenal and Liverpool, two of the Premier League's traditional big six, clash at the Emirates. Elliot, we'll go to you for this one again. Who do you reckon from this tie then? Diogo Yota, mate. I think he's the one that springs to mind for me. Uh, back in the team for both Liverpool and Portugal recently, doing the business for both of them. Back amongst the goals for Portugal in the break, I think he scored three goals in, from three games or two goals from three games. So, you know, he's he's back and firing and he's, he's cheap compared to most of their front three. And, you know, Salah and Mane have blanked for, I think, four or five game weeks now. Firmino's not doing it. So I think Yacht is definitely my choice and I think he'll be one that I'll be getting into my team. And if Stapman, if we go over to you, obviously Liverpool haven't been too good since the turn of the year. They've lost to, to Burnley, which I obviously hated. Lots of teams like Brighton, Fulham. So they haven't had a great run as of late. Do you reckon Diogo Yota's return might spark something? Uh, yeah, look, most likely. Um, I'm sure I'm sure they've got a few people who can step up as required. You know, Arsenal aren't exactly in a great form. So either, we'll see, see where we're going. Might be one to look for, definitely in that regard. But um, yeah, Liverpool need something. They need to be reinvigorated somewhat. But um, we'll have to see if that returning man in Diogo Yota can do that. Obviously done really well over the international break. But um, we'll have to see if that can translate to his club form. Uh, so Southampton and Burnley then is the next game. That'll kick off Sunday. And that's a bit of an interesting one. Obviously, I won't be looking towards Burnley. Definitely not. Not for me, anyway. I haven't had a Burnley player in all season, which is obviously my law. But, uh, Jack, do you reckon any Burnley players might be um, of, a, of an option here? Possibly maybe a Nick Pope? Yeah, possibly. Who scored that screamer the other week? Was it Dwight McNeil? Dwight McNeil yeah. against Everton. Yeah, I mean, listen, after that goal, he, he must be still uh, pretty buzzing after that. Um, so, uh, you know, an asset like him, maybe he must be like a bit of a differential, surely, to put in there. But yeah, Nick Pope, England's number one. Uh, be a good I'd one agree to there, have. by the way. I'd agree there. Even as a Blackburn fan, pains me to say he's our best goalkeeper and should be starting. Yeah, listen, he's, you haven't seen as many mistakes from him as what you have from, obviously, um, Pickford. Um, but I mean, Pickford's been all right for England, to be fair. But you know, Pope seems a lot more safer option, doesn't he? Um, so yeah, uh, listen, the game. Sure, it's got a draw written all over it, but I presume Danny Ings is back as well. Um, so he might be one to look out for as well. Um, Against his former club too. Against his former team as well. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, Ings to look out for. You know, maybe like some like Pope or uh, yeah, or a differential like Dwight McNeil, and if he can score another. Wonder, or he should have retired after that goal, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, just on the point that we make about uh, Dwight McNeil, Elliot, we'll go over to you. Obviously, we've had a senior, a lot of senior international football, but we've also had a bit of junior international football as well. We have the under-21 Euros that's been going on. Obviously, England bundled out of that in the group stages. Um, I think Dwight McNeil's played over that time as well. Do you reckon that'll be a hindrance to the uh, to the Premier League and some of the players in it, or do you reckon that won't affect the players too much? Yeah, obviously it's going to affect them. You know, if they've played two or three games this week, then they might be due a rest. But, you know, these are professional players at the end of the day and 
their their priority lies with their club most of the time and managers will be telling international managers you know what they want to do with them and stuff like that I know Jose Mourinho for one keeps in uh, contact with Gareth Southgate and tells him what he can and can't do with Harry Kane and what he'd like him to do which is uh, quite interesting but no I think I think someone like Dwight McNeil who's you know, a real spark for that Burnley team, which can just be boring and dry at times, most of the time anyway. So I, I would I would back him in to start and players like Eze and stuff like that, I would I'd back for them to be playing football. Yeah, we'll move on to Everich Eze for the Crystal Palace Everton game later on in the piece. But Elliot will stay with you because the next game down is one you're not too hopeful for in Newcastle United and Tottenham Hotspur at St James's Park on Tyneside. Do you see any hope for any Newcastle players here or is it all one-way traffic with Tottenham assets this weekend? I would list the whole Tottenham starting eleven as my FPL options before any Newcastle player, mate, if that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, we've both seen a lot of Newcastle this season. It's not been pretty, so uh, there'll be the likes of Harry Kane. <laughs> Youngman Son, if he's fit, I'm not sure if he is, but um, that'll be a close one to see if he gets there for that game but Harry Kane's probably the one I think we said in your group chat before triple captain Harry Kane if you've got him so there's a bit of advice for you it's not good when you're saying that as well when you're the one saying that as a Newcastle fan not optimistic whatsoever out of this game but uh, Jack is there anyone you can see from Newcastle who might be able to return how how good would it be if it was um, just a surprise Bruce performance here masterclass (laughs) Bruce Ball at its finest and he pulls out a draw or even a, a one nil win. Is do you think Gareth Bale's is Bale gonna play? Is he do you think he's back in? We need the guru here, don't we? Tell us. He played for Wales, didn't he? Like, like yeah, yesterday. He played, for, played for Wales because he loves it so much, doesn't he? He loves playing with Wales, but I'm not too sure what, what to go with. Because he obviously is in my team and I'm just thinking get him out or keep him in. What I don't know. But against Newcastle, if Bale was playing, surely he'd bat he'd bag. Oh yeah, no, no one from Newcastle for me. I'm not even going to name a player. <laughs> on the topic of game week 33, by the way, on the topic of Tottenham, and they do have a blank. Both Tottenham and Manchester City have a blank game week 33 because of the Carabao Cup final. So that may be something that you might have to look for. Looking slightly ahead, but let's live in the present for now, though, because we've got Aston Villa and Fulham up next in the Midlands. Villa, obviously, they've done all right this season. Started really well and they've tailed off a little bit against the Fulham side looking to avoid relegation. Any assets here, lads? Or do you reckon this will be quite a mundane game? Maybe maybe it could have another draw written over this one, to be fair, as well. Don't mind, like, Mings or concert to be honest, I think. Or Emmy Martinez is the obvious choice that springs to mind if Grealish isn't back fit. I know he's back training, but back to start, I'm not too sure. It might be too early for him. But, you know, the, the defensive assets from Villa this season have usually been pretty solid and reliable for you and you know Mings and Concer are both massive aerial threats and Fulham aren't always the biggest team they, they do score a little bit from set pieces but defensively from set pieces they aren't the best either so I'd, I'd back Mings or Concer you know if they're getting up for a corner to have a good chance at you know maybe getting on the end of something so I'd, I'd go with one of them to be honest mate. Yeah, fair enough. In terms of uh, both Jack and, uh, and Statman as well obviously this might be a game for the uh, the draft players out there obviously there's no real, there's not many stars if you discount the likes of Grealish and possibly Emi Martinez uh, for Aston Villa in this game. Have you had any either Aston Villa or Fulham players? Who have you had, and do you reckon they'll perform in this game? 
I've got Target at the moment and Martinez, so probably there a couple. Um, assuming it's going to be a low-scoring, boring game, it'll be probably most of the points will come from the defensive end from Villa, I'd say. And, uh, and Jack, to you, have you had any players from either of the two sides and do you reckon they could perform this weekend? Yeah, I've got Target as well. Same stat on Target. has been great this season, hasn't he? Um, but my other one, I had a, I brought Traore and Bertrand Traore in ages ago and he's done absolutely nothing for me. So it would be very nice for him to step up and perform if he does stay in the team. Um, because he, he, play, he, starts mo- he starts near enough every game and he's, he looks decent, but just doesn't do anything. Um, but Traore would be nice. <laughs> I mean, it would, obviously, for him to return for you. He's not really done too much for you by way of goal contributions, but um, there's always time for that to change. Three more games then to review. It starts at Old Trafford, the final, uh, the first of the final three. Jack, as the resident Manchester United fan of the podcast, we'll go over to you <laughs> for the game between Manchester United and Brighton and Hove Albion at Old Trafford. You're obviously looking for a win here, surely. A win and only one name, Bruno Fernandez. Get another in, penalty. captain. After the final whistle, even a, even a triple captain shout, lads. Even a triple captain shout for Bruno this week. He'd be raring to go. Kick on. It's the business end of the season now. We've got to stay up in that in that top two. And um, I think you've just got to kick on now. We're out. We've uh, we put our second team out in the in the FA Cup. Because we're going to go for uh, the or- the Euro and the uh, second and the runners-up spot, it seems. So, full steam ahead now. Win, no more gate, no more goals after after the uh, time has finished, and we're uh, we're just going to uh, put it away. And Bruno is the man. Of course, it was in that first fixture that Manchester United were revo- uh, awarded a penalty after the final whistle at the Amex. It seems like a so long ago now. Oh, that long that ago, yeah. Seems like so long. But, um, of course, that did happen and Brighton fans won't be wanting a repeat. Um, but um, if we go to the next game then, Everton-Crystal Palace um, at Goodison Park. It's been an interesting one for Everton because they haven't been too good either recently, playing against the Crystal Palace side that have got some firepower. Elliot, you did talk about Everich Eze before. Do you reckon he'll be the one for Palace that might get them all three points in this game? Yeah, look, he's definitely one of the, the players that's the spark in that Palace team. Again, you know, we spoke about Burnley that being a bit dry and a bit boring. And at the heart of that Palace team, you know, the midfield and stuff, it can be really dry and bland at times. So players like him and Zaha are the ones that will get their foot on the ball, make something happen, take a man on, stuff like that. So he's definitely, definitely a good shout, mate. But I don't know, I've just got a feeling that Everton at home to Crystal Palace. I can't see Palace taking much away from it, so I would I would go with an Everton asset, to be honest, mate. And who do you reckon you'd look at? Yeah, I think, you know, Calvert-Lewin has been in good form. Obviously, played against San Marino, didn't he? He scored twice. I know it's obviously San Marino and Crystal Palace aren't, but, you know, he just gets on the end of things, doesn't he? So I was going to say Digne as well. If you have Digne and Calvert-Lewin, and you see that Cavalier headed goal from a Luca Digne cross, then you can thank me later, everybody. <laughs> it might be something we have to look out for this weekend. And Statman will go to you for the final game. Then it's the Wolverhampton, it's Wolverhampton Wanderers against West Ham United. A couple of teams that, you know, maybe won't be pushing too high. I mean, obviously West Ham are pushing high, but they won't be pushing for the title or anything like that. And Wolves falling away a little bit. It's the, Wol- it's the West Ham assets that I'll be looking at likes of Jesse Lingard, perhaps, 
might be the one. Do you reckon any West Ham assets could be the uh, ones to look at this weekend? Um, yeah, definitely Lingard. Um, and even sort of your defenders like Dawson, Creswell. Because, um, yeah, potentially there's a there's a clean sheet on the offering. But, yeah, that's who, who I'd be going for. And what about the Wolves assets at home this time? They've got the likes of possibly a Dharma Triore to maybe look at. They haven't had a, a real um, striking force since the injury to uh, Raul Jimenez. So uh, any Wolves players that you might think could return? Um, yeah, look, potentially like a Neto or a Neves has always been there and thereabouts this season, scoring every now and again. Um, or you've got Cody in defence as well, who could be an option. But yeah, not a, not a lot of love for Wolves. No, it probably warrants that as well, to be fair, considering their uh, rather subpar performances due to their lofty standards um, at the moment. But maybe some uh, Wolves players might well return. Who knows? But that is a review of each fixture in depth for game week 30. Hopefully you've got something from that if you're listening out there and uh, hopefully our advice is of some use. So even though the guru won't be joining us live this evening, we do have a video from him as usual. So we'll throw to that now. Some more advice. He's got his scout 11. He's got his teams to watch. He's got his differentials and captain picks. So uh, Matt, virtually, take it away. Uh, might just be a moment here, lads. Unless <laughs> <laughs> not, maybe just, not. Just had a, a bit of an issue here, putting him putting him on. So let me uh, just but, see uh, what we can do here. He's sending it to me in a different format. So let's just see if I can change I mean, that. What are we predicting then? What are we predicting from uh, from Matt this week? Because how right, let, let's have a let's have a bit of a bit of a guessing game here. How many times will he mention Ilkay Gundogan in his guru section? I think close close to a million might be in the ballpark. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, this week, the first uh, week that Gundogan's not in. Could be. He'll probably definitely mention his man Harry Kane. He uh, plays for his team Spurs. Yeah, from his team Spurs. I would, I would definitely think he'll be in his captain picks. But I hope I hope he gives us some insight on Son because we're all a bit clueless as to whether he's fit or not and same with Bale. So I'm hoping he's just going to give us the Spurs rundown. I mean, we need one, don't we? Because there's a lot of Spurs players that are, you know, in a bit of trouble on the injury front. And of course, with the, uh, the game in Game Week 33 not going ahead due to the, um, the Carabao Cup final, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there? So uh, we really do need that uh, that, that Tottenham insight yeah, from our yeah. resident Tottenham fan. And Harry Kane obviously just played this morning. Played uh, the game beforehand, didn't he? Didn't did he play? He didn't play against San Marino. Calvert Lewin got most oh, of that game with Watkins. So you know he's he's played a fair bit. There he is. Ready for the guru section. Look at that! He's outside. Look at him getting a bit it's of sunshine. Sunny, getting a bit of air. Uh... Here we go. I think we're having some uh, sound difficulties there, so what we might do is start him again. <laughs> we'll try again. Yeah, just we'll, Dave uh, made just a comment in our private chat. Moment, hard, yeah. hard to comment when we don't know what he's saying. There so, we go. Um, second time lucky, do they say? Possibly, possibly. Just bear with. Maybe we have a look at his uh, Scout 11 um, instead. We'll yeah, do, do that do one that. first, eh, lads? Um, so let's just go on here. Uh, maybe we do transfers. Should we do transfers first? And I'll work yeah, this we, out for in the background, yeah, boys. We very well could do transfers. Um, we'll leave Jack to sort that out. So, uh, Elliot, we'll start with you. 
But you're probably rolling over, so that doesn't buy us the time we need. Uh, but how, what are you looking at this week? It's funny you say that, mate. I'm actually considering playing my wild card. But um, I, I don't think I'll be rolling over no matter what. I think Salah's got to go for me. Bale, not too keen on the Bale hype train. You know, that lasted for about one game week, didn't it? And then everyone else has sort of decided to move on him now. So I'm, I'm thinking I'll just set up a good solid set of 15 players so that I can play, uh, interchange my players for the remaining eight. Is it eight game weeks now? Is it eight or nine? They're heading up to game week 30 now. Yeah, so just be able to interchange them for the uh, the remainder of the season, which would be quite nice, I think, to have that in my artillery because obviously that means I can play my bench boost one week if I fancy it and I've obviously still got my triple captain as well. So I've got three chips left to play in uh, for the remainder of the season. Yeah, that's definitely something you need to look at because um, that wild card, it's a precious, precious chip. So you've got to play it at the right time. In terms of myself, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, to be quite honest with you, because obviously I've got Son who probably won't play, and I also wouldn't mind getting rid of because one, he's injured, and two, there's the game in Game Week 33 that he's not playing in. So I'd like to get a full 11 for that week. Anyway, uh, Patrick Bamford also injury cloud, so really not sure what I'm going to do there. In terms of the players I'm going to bring on, though, I'm actually going to bench Stuart Dallas this week, which... Might seem a little bit ludicrous with their game upcoming against Sheffield United at home. Probably a clean sheet there, but I've got two West Ham defenders against Wolves and I've got two West Ham, uh, Manchester City defenders and obviously Edison as well as that. So I'm thinking if they both get clean sheets, I'm putting my eggs in one basket, but um, I'm going to roll no, with that. No five at the back. I've looked at the five at the back and I, I really want to get Dallas starting, but the rest of my team... Reads Bale, who've got Newcastle away. Mount, who's got West Brom at home. Fernandez, who's got Brighton at home. Son, Newcastle away, who I want to start in case he in case he plays. And then Kane, obviously, start. And Bamford's got Sheffield United at home, obviously, as well. So I can't fit him in. Yeah, that's, which is a really that's, weird one. That is, you've got a very very strong team there, mate. The only thing that I could think of maybe would be getting rid of Harry Kane because he's going to blank this week. But uh, that's all I can think of, mate. <laughs> Mate, your delusion is unparalleled. I don't think you remember, mate. Last season, Newcastle away at Spurs, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You, you captain Harry Kane, you put all your faith in him and Joel Linton comes away and scores the winner, mate. It is at St. James' Park that this one, I will remind you. It doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't because you're still going to get battered. Um, we're still trying to work out the guru section in the meantime. Um we will look over at Scout 11 if we can't get the video to work, which is quite frustrating, but at least we've got something. Apparently, we're ready to go, so we'll go through our transfers very quickly first. Dave, have you got anything planned? Uh, I've just come off playing my free hit last week. Um, so, yeah, actually did all right with that. Um, but I did make one transfer this week, which was, uh, funnily enough, we mentioned him before, Target. Um, I've actually taken him out and bought in uh, the Inform Christensen. Um, so hopefully that's that's a good move. Just to I always try and you know swap out players who aren't haven't got great form over the last few weeks, and then top them up with the ones at the top of the form ladder. Definitely something interesting there for you to bring in. Obviously, we talked about Christensen being a Chelsea asset. They've been very defensively solid under the new manager. So that's probably something that will work out for you. How did your free hit go last week? 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I think I was only going to have about four players playing uh, in the blank game week, so that's why I ended up playing the free hit, which I'd held off for just such a purpose. Um, and how did I go? I think I got 66 points. Not too um, bad. So I wasn't, I was, yeah, I wasn't too disappointed yeah, really with that. I think it was definitely worth it because I probably would have struggled to get about 25 or 30 otherwise. Um so yeah, had had sort of Lingard and Kane in there. So Kane was captain. Had Lacazette, um, who all scored pretty well. Dunk, um, so and Antonio. So unfortunately, I had Lucas Moyer on the bench as well, uh, who didn't count though. It's frustrating, but uh, not a bad score nonetheless. And Jack, over to you then. Before we move on to the Guru, what moves are you making this week? Um, well, I've currently got my four-four-two formation. You know, sticking with the traditional old school formation um, and transfer wise, just look at them Tottenham assets. Not too sure what's going on. Um, probably checking with the guru over the jump you know, before the year, before the deadline and see what he's thinking. And I'll probably bring KDB back in, which was always my plan for one of them Tottenham assets. Um, so I reckon probably Bale's going to go out and KDB back in. Uh, however, however. With that blank game week now from both, it's just a bit of a just need to think ahead and see how that looks. So it could be a rollover. <laughs> that excites me. Elliot's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely loving life with that call. You're, you're learning from him definitely, though, Jack, as it seems. You spoke of the guru in your little section there, who we will now cross to, obviously remotely, and hopefully now the sound actually works. That's it. I think we've got the sound, no video. So uh, it'll just be the sound this time. So we'll see how we go. Thanks, Ollie. And I'm going to start with my Game Week 30 differentials and ones to watch. It's going to begin with Kalichi, Iheanacho, 2.8% ownership, 36 points in three games. But he's got a tough game against City this week. But I think if you get him in now, you've got a good set of fixtures for Leicester. Definitely, definitely a differential this week. Then we're going to go now with Chelsea. It's going to be Mendy, the goalkeeper, home to West Brom, 8.2% ownership. Really, really good uh, differential there. Chelsea keeping a lot of clean sheets. Which brings me on to my next asset, Reese James, 6.2% ownership, home to West Brom as well. Clean sheets, I think, there. Assists, set pieces, lots and lots of value with him. Next one is going to be from my team, Spurs, Lucas Mora, 2.2% ownership, away to Newcastle. I'm sorry, Elliot, but Newcastle are not on good form. He's had four returns in six games. I think he's a really, really good option this week. He's about 6.6 million as well. So, Really, really good value. Last one's going to be Luke Aylin, Leeds United, home to Sheffield United, 2.2% ownership, 4.4 million. That's an absolute bargain in that defence. Flies up that right-hand side. I think he's a really, really good differential in a game. You'd expect Leeds to come out with quite a few goals and a clean sheet as well. So that wraps up my uh, differentials and ones to watch for game week 30. So there we go, differentials and ones to watch done. Um, of course, there's a lot of love for the defenders there, excepting, obviously, Lucas Mora, who will have a field day. Um, <laughs> the the defence then, is that something that we might as well look for, uh, lads? Is it possibly a week to play five at the back, or do you reckon the points will come from attack as usual? If you've got Chelsea assets, as the guru was leading through there, I think, you know, we've talked about it a lot since uh, Tuchel's come in. They've looked a lot better defensively, Chelsea. They used to leak a lot of goals and... You know, he's, he's come in and he's changed that pretty quickly and he's sort of uh, transformed that Chelsea defence. So I think, you know, if you can get two Chelsea assets in your team and your defence, you'll be on for a good handful of points there, mate. And uh, obviously the likes of Edward Mendy were 
were mentioned and he might be one, especially in the goalkeeping department, to look for for Chelsea. On to the next, uh, the next guru section. So I'll move on to my three teams. You guessed it. Leeds, home to Sheffield United, have to be in there. You know, goals galore in Fantasy League this season. Sheffield United, no manager, but absolutely thumped by Leicester last time out. So definitely going to be one of my three teams. I'm probably going to put them top of the three teams. The fact that they're playing Sheffield United, who are rock bottom. Next team, it's going to be Chelsea at home to West Brom. West Brom, another team in a you know, relegation dogfight. Looking like they're going to go down. Chelsea are on absolute fire at the moment. Keeping clean sheets galore. And a nice home game for them. So definitely going to be in that three teams. And the last one, I'm sorry, Elliot, it's going to have to be Spurs away at Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle's form isn't great. Harry Kane looked good last time out away at Villa. There's potential for Son to be back. Lucas Moura is on form and we might see Bale get some minutes as well. So that wraps up my three teams. Yeah, we, 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 all, we all predicted who the third one was going to be, didn't, <laughs> didn't we? We all predicted who was going to say Tottenham. But uh, so yeah, Tottenham and, uh, and Leeds, we've talked about quite a lot, the both of those um, in, this, uh, in this little section. We haven't really talked about Leeds as much this season. But if we're looking from Leeds, Ellen Road, um, who do you reckon the players are, lads, that we could be looking at? Bamford. Yeah, it's got to so be Bamford. And then um, Rafinha. Uh, Dallas, all our uh, favourites, all the favourites, surely <laughs> the core. <laughs> oh my days! And uh, even the likes of Chelsea as well got a lot of assets that we've been looking forward there as well. So uh, definitely three teams that might provide a lot this upcoming game week. Moving on, so we'll move on now to the captains. It's going to be. My man, Harry Kane. Is the <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Bruno Fernandes in there. Home to Brighton. Good fixture on paper. Always delivers a good to the United. Another one we just mentioned, Leeds. It's got to be Patrick Bamford. Scoring goals for fun this season. Good fixture. Fourth one, Mason Mount. Informed Chelsea. Informed player. Looked really good for England in the last few games as well. Gets himself on set pieces. Gets quite a lot of shots and goals. So, Really liking Mason Mount. And the last one to wrap, our, uh, wrap up our captains is Calvert-Lewin. Everton just missed out on the three teams this week against Crystal Palace. But home game, obviously he's been brilliant this season. He's getting a lot of goals. He's getting assists, really involved. So I think it's a differential captain as well. He could be uh, he could be one to watch. He didn't quite make the curveball. The curveball this week is going to be a man that usually would be a, a kind of a number one, two pick for, for a captain option. But he's been injured. It's Jack Grealish. Home to Fulham, really good fixture, I think, for Villa. Um, you know, potential for goals, assists, real big differential. And I think him coming back in that Villa side will give him a lot of uh, energy. And, you know, there's chances there for him. May potentially be back on penalties as well. Not too sure, but definitely uh, fitable for a curveball this week. So that wraps up my Game Week 30 Guru section. Now it's on to you boys, Ollie, Elliot and Jack, to discuss the Scout Eleven. Once again, Dave's slightly been neglected. I think it was a surprise inclusion, the late the late change for the podcast this week. But uh, I suppose we'll have a quick look at this Scout eleven before we do wrap this all up then. Um, but in terms of the captain picks, interesting to see Grealish. Obviously, the reasons why are rather obvious, which were explicitly made as well, to see Grealish in the curveball captain. But uh, do you reckon he'll play, lads? Have we, have we got any news out of uh, Aston Villa or any news on social media as well that Grealish will actually play? I think Aston Villa's social media team are on absolute full lockdown of revealing anything about fantasy from now on. True. I think 
them out of everyone are not going to reveal anything. So uh, I don't think you'll get much out of him. All I've seen is a picture of him back in training the other day for the first time. So uh, that's all we have to go off at the minute, I think. It's going to be interesting to see if he can play. Obviously, the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, just before we bring up the scout section, scored. Obviously, we talked about against San Marino, got a double. So uh, whether he can uh, translate his form from the, the blue away kit of England to the uh, blue home kit of Everton, we will have to see. So here is the Guru Scout 11. Of course, he's got Stuart Dallas in there, who I'll be benching this week. So quite interesting to see that there. Got a back three comprising of Dallas, Shaw and Rudiger. Midfield four of Rafinha, Mount, Fernandez, and Lucas Moura. And the front three of Bamford, Kane and Calvert-Lewin with Mendy in goal. Lads, what do we think? It's a really nice looking team, to be fair, isn't it? Um, a lot of good informed players, a lot of favourites from this year's FPL. Um, with obviously just the addition of Rudiger coming in and Lucas Moura. But all good players, Calvert-Lewin banging in on the international break, as well as Kane. Mason Mount flying. Solid Bruno, Luke Shaw flying. You say you've benched Luke, uh, Dallas? I have benched Ollie? Dallas, yeah. Yeah, I have benched so you Dallas. Can't fit, you just can't fit him in, can you? You just can't fit no. him in this week. No. Team's too strong. That's the way. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the guru has fit him in here. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Obviously, we've got nine playing players playing at home and the only two that are playing away. Very good reason to have them in, which we've talked about a lot. So we won't mention we won't mention that just for Elliot's sake. But uh, Statman, what do you think? I think he's he's definitely stacked his team full of uh, teams that are definitely favourites to win by a few goals. So, um, yeah, a lot of one-sided games he's picked and he's, he's obviously picked the side of, of the teams that are expected to win in, in nearly all of those positions. So um, not too many surprises in there. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's going for the for a big score this week if, uh, if all those results come off, I think. And uh, Elliot, over to you then just to conclude. He's got that armband on Harry Kane. Obviously, as a Newcastle fan, you're probably the worst on the panel to be asking because of your lack of impartiality here. But uh, would you advise changing that? Or do you reckon the armband should stay on uh, on uh, Prince Harry Kane? Mate, before in the, the WhatsApp group, I said I've contemplated triple captaining him. I've got absolutely no trouble with uh, realising that we're going to get beat. So uh, triple captaining people. I did it with Salah last season when he played us and he managed to do the business. Did it with Salah the year before as well, away at Anfield, and he managed to do the business. So uh, it might be on for the three-peat, mate, but I think Kane or Bruno are the obvious choices, but I, w- I would be slapping it on the Guru's man, Harry Kane, from his team Spurs this week. I reckon I'll be doing the same in my team looting, uh, moving forward, especially for this game week as well. So that is the Guru section and Scout 11 done. And with that, the podcast is also done. So, um, yeah, definitely a a slightly shorter one this week, but hopefully we've given you a lot to look forward to for Game Week 30 and the return of club football. So, just to finish, Elliot, what are you looking forward to this week? And do you reckon you're on for a high score? If I keep Harry Kane captain, mate, then I'm definitely on for a high score. But, um, yeah, not looking forward to too much this week. I think the Leeds assets, I've got three of them this week, Rafinha, Dallas and Bamford. So, I'm I'm hoping for a big score from them three. I'm expecting big things from them. So, uh, fingers crossed. We'll have to see if this can all come true. Thanks to Statman Dave for coming back on the podcast for the first time in what feels like forever. And to uh, to Jack, as usual, for providing the good insight. But the podcast is concluded, as I say. Hope all your FPL dreams come true this weekend. Have a great Easter and we'll see you next week for the next podcast. Bye for now. 